Cars, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. They run up with about 400 metres to go and Mal Fab's Cowboys putting it to the outsider. I'm referring to Sir Magic. They go together towards the home turn and they're followed then by Malvagio and then came Criss Cross in the stretch. Fab's Cowboy has raced up to Sir Magic. He's giving a bit of a fight but Fab's Cowboy goes to the front now. Malvagio is behind them. But this is going to be his 47th win. You're seeing a magnificent horse, ladies and gentlemen. Fab's Cowboy wins and wins it very easily by about five lengths. Gives a young jockey his first winner. Second, Malvagio. Tight but third between crisscross and sir magic that was fab's cowboy winning the greg mccann memorial open sprint on easter saturday at gladstone as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on radio tab rounding up all of the country news and results and boy have we got some results to get through today a massive day of uh, racing on easter saturday no less than eight non-tab tracks that were in action. Plus, add Augustella into the mix yesterday for Medan Cup Day. We have plenty of news to get through on the show today. And as always, helping us out with that plenty of news is Rob Like. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Happy belated Easter. Hopefully it was a lovely um, weekend. It certainly was of racing, Tony. And look at those extra days. Some of these meetings could be spread across to make it just a <laughs> little bit easier and particularly for the uh, allocation of jockeys to the meetings and also to get bigger acceptances across the state. But uh, that issue, of course, is going to be worked on continually. But, uh, Tony, that meeting, Fab's Cowboy. Wow, what do you say about this Bush champion uh, taking his, as we heard Tony McMahon uh, say, his 47th winner out of 124 starts? Look, he's six from six at the track and distance. He's eight from nine at the track with a second, and he's two wins from three and three seconds his last five. He's back into that form that just sees him dominate, particularly on the sand track surfaces. But what an excitement for young uh, Tyler Leslight. His first winning ride, Tony, taking out that open sprint. Yes, as Tony Mack said in the call, uh, what a thrill for the young jockey. And there's been a, a wonderful coverage of uh, Tyler's story uh, on the Racing Queensland website. Jordan Gerrans did a uh, profile piece back in February, not long after Tyler had his first ride and I think it was Bundaberg and ended up third or something like that and this is his first winner after just three rides and I think he had a couple of others at that program there on uh, Easter Saturday at the Gladstone program it's it's a great story that uh, people should go back and have a look and uh, and investigate there but uh, wonderful to see that thrill and once again I've got to give credit to Billy Johnson um, always looking out for I guess you know yeah you're looking at Rob for uh, the uh, the lightweight apprentices but how many first has Fab's Cowboy been able to help out uh, apprentices with be, to be able to uh, get like their first race win or something like that. He's just a marvel, the old horse and I suppose, I won't say the old trainer but the trainer is a marvel as well. Oh, it's a great great combination the apprentices with uh, Fab's and um, yeah, Billy's done a marvellous job with this horse as a 10 year old and he's still going strong and more to be seen here as he ch chases down to I think it's win number 51 they might be looking for but when you look at the meeting uh, Tyler Leslight, um, you're talking about him having his first meeting. Well, you, he had plenty of experience around him to help him on the day. Cyril Small riding the winner, Liverpool Gal for John Wiggington. Uh, the Suburg three-year-old filly took the maiden plate. And there's been good articles, I noticed. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a Race Queensland article or not on social media about Cyril's story. Uh, of course, we all know the great Vaux Road connection there. He defeated Miss Benefits and Nelson Dory. And then he had the experience of, of guys like Jeffrey Felix who have travelled the state in recent weeks 
and he appeared at Gladstone, got a winner with Mr. Busy for Lee Wanless over Aussie Tycoon and Froze. But Rebecca Wilson, not to be left out, great to see Rebecca getting a double, firstly for Daryl Gardner with Ballot, the Schwazier four-year-old mare, two from two for the stable in the Class B over Luxor Prince and Begs Belief. And Rebecca then st- teamed up with Stephen O'Shea to get the cutest money with Manifica. Uh, over Benefica, Benefica gelding over Clusterfest and Wild Child. But experience galore, grand new uh, win for Tyler Leslight, first uh, winning ride, and he's got Cyril Small there on the day and Jeff Felix to, to help with that experience uh, of the afternoon, Tony. As you touched on, Rob, there's, uh, it's going to be a bit of a theme across the, the whole Easter weekend where some of the fields are a little bit light on, fields of three and four here and there, but still some very competitive and exciting racing, as we'll hear from uh, the abundance of replay action that we have available to us today. Uh, and yes, jockey numbers were very light on with some of the centres, and I know Gladstone was one of those that put a call out earlier in the week uh, trying to track down uh, which jockeys weren't going. And this is the beauty of social media now. Some of the uh, the Facebook groups were just lit up all through the week. Who's available for a Class B here? Who's going to Nanango? Who's going to be at Bullia? This sort of thing. And I think that's wonderful too, getting that communication out there. And then the SOS went out, and yeah, they were able to grab uh, guys like Cyril Small and Jeff Felix uh, to be able to head to Ferguson Park. Gladstone, I think, was wonderful as well to be able to uh, stock that meeting up. Yeah, it's a combination of a range of factors, isn't it? Programming, looking at the op- options for, well, maybe even Good Friday down the track, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But then people have to do the hard work themselves and the use of social media, as you've indicated, uh, is a great tool to help with that. And guys, uh, as I mentioned last week, Paul Hamlin doing a lot of work behind the scenes, uh, chasing around with clubs and other jockeys. So uh, they're responding to the call, but a little bit of programming help with all that work going on as well, I think you can get a great result. But uh, we saw that impact, of course, with Monday racing, Easter Monday, and it's traditionally always there. Uh, Tony Augustella, Meet Ant Cup Day. And one of the things I noted from social media, it looked like the crowd was back to several years ago. They were lined the... uh, the running rail for the running of the Meat Ant Cup and um, there was great stories coming out of this meeting including a return of a jockey who's been out injured, a 50th birthday celebration and a big win in the Cup to not liable as um, Andrew Watts's call comes through for the Meat Ant Cup for 2022. Straight and Vindicarette leads heroism now, not liable. Come coming on, down go the go outside, go no innuendo. Still a wide runner and causing can can. Infinite, not liable, not liable. Hit the front, Vindicarette still there. Quite amazing when you hear the crowds like that, Rob. It, it just warms the cockles of your heart, doesn't it, when you hear the big crowds coming back. As we welcome Andrew Watts back to Bushbeat again this week, he's made the trek home to Longreach after being at Augustella yesterday for Meat and Cup Day. Welcome along, Wattsy. Hey, thanks, Tony. Good morning, Rob. And, oh, it was a wonderful day there at Augustella yesterday. It's the culmination of the Easter at Augustella. They had record numbers at the rodeo on Saturday night, 700. Uh, the Billy Carts on Sunday and, of course, uh, yesterday's Meat Ant Cup. Um, as you said, Rob, back to, I think it was about five years ago, I went down there for the first time and um, five or 600 there yesterday and, um, yeah, the, the committee couldn't have been happier. As we heard in the call, it sounds like the uh, the calling platform is still there, Watsy. It doesn't seem to have changed. You've got everyone surrounding you and uh, you don't get too much height and you pass the winning post. 
Yeah, I made that comment to somebody this morning. Um, they were all uh, standing room only up on that platform. And it is, it is a good platform. But as you said, Rob, you, you are right on the track and um, you're quite low to the ground. So it is a bit of a tricky one, but uh, it is the best seat in the house and not liable given a gun run uh, saluted, as we heard there in the call in the uh, Sheridan Delforce Transport Meet Ant Cup for 2022. Came away um, to win impressively. Look, it wasn't... Um, out of the market, it was three dollars and second favourite. Uh, coming off that good win on the TAB day at Chinchilla, um, as I said, McGovern gave it a good uh, good ride and came away to beat Vinigarette, who was gallant in defeat uh, for Raymond Fraser and Anna Bacos uh, by three and a quarter lengths. And a further three lengths back to No Innuendo, who was third. I, I thought in the call he may have finished a little bit closer than that, but it was a good run. He was uh, second last turning for home, and he, he came down the outside, but. Uh, not liable for Leonard Maud and Shane McGovern. Um, was well in at the weights, 59 kilos, and uh, duly saluted. Yeah, Raymond Fraser might not have got the hometown cup win there with Vinigarette, but boy, what an emotional win he provided in the first on the day with the return of Anna Bacos after the fall at the uh, Roma meeting. I saw her at Barcourt and she was itching to get back in the saddle on Monday, and uh, what a way to do it. What's he defeat uh, with the uh, win of Old Town Road? Yeah, she was all smiles after the race, and so she should have been too, Anna, because it was a great ride on Old Town Road. Uh, set up behind the early speed set by Asbury Park, um, presented turning for home and um, came right away for an impressive win. Uh, over the stablemate King Coney, it was an Augustella 1-2 there in the first King Coney uh, for Raymond Fraser and John Rudd. And Lasco, uh, keep an eye out for this one uh, next start when it gets out over a little bit further. It really got home well for William Pugsley and Gary Gearan. But uh, talking to Anna after the race, she said it's been an extremely long uh, five months. Uh, she said she needed to gallop though. She was a bit out of breath after the first race. But um, yeah, look, onwards and upwards. It's great to see Anna uh, riding again. She is um, very loyal to the bush and um, it'll be great to see her popping up at meetings in the coming weeks. And I was looking that she's got a wonderful affiliation with Old Town Road. One at this corresponding meeting last year, the 2021 Easter Monday, as well as winning last May at Quilpie and Tambo. Uh, as you said, Rob, her first ride back since Roma Cup Day when she had that fall the same day that uh, Soraya Champkin had uh, the uh, the fall and the injury in the mounting yard there on Roma Cup Day last November. And a great story there where Soraya won the first race at Roma on the weekend. But for, for Anna Watsy, what an affiliation here with Old Town Road and to be able to win on the same horse two, almost to the day, 12 months apart. Yeah, no, she does. <clears throat> she has um, got a good association with that horse. And also, too, Raymond Fraser uh, has been one of her um, better supporters out in the uh, out in the southwest as well. She teamed up uh, last year uh, very successfully with Shane Iverson as well. So she's got a quite a good uh, affiliation with a few trainers out here. And um, as you said, Tony, it's a, it's a great story. Five months on, first ride back, uh, good start. Race two was the Land Transport Class B handicap, and another story on the day. Conair uh, was a Big betting move uh, opened around 260 and into 220 starting price. Uh, got the cash for Corey and Kylie Gear, and they own and train this galloper and uh, legendary bush jockey or jockey. Shouldn't call him a bush jockey. <laughs> legendary jockey Gary Gearan uh, celebrated his 50th birthday with a nose victory over Curick for Beck Kerwin and Brooke Richardson, and a further length and a bit away to Sky Touch in third. But uh, Conair uh, looks to have a bit of upside. It's had um, three starts now. For for two wins, a very, very well placed in a Class B at Augustella after winning at uh, Gundawindi impressively. And uh, talking to Corey Gearan after the race, um, a few people questioned him 
why why would you take it out of the bush? And he said, well, that's uh, the idea of the Class Bs for, for a horse that's only had two starts. So it's great to see uh, Toowoomba and Dolby trainers uh, identifying uh, bush meetings as, as one to come to to knock off those Class Bs. Uh, race three on the card was a cutest maiden played over the 1,300 metres and a very strong win by another tosser. The cutest money went off for Mark Oates and Julie Egling and uh, Robbie Farr in the saddle. Uh, Robbie was happy to sit three wide for around the first 600 and uh, coming sort of for the home bend there, the little dog leg, Robbie pushed the button and another tosser uh, sprinted away well to beat Simple Saga for Mark Curry and Olivia Webb and Sweet Lily Pilly for Shane Iverson and Rick McMahon four and a half lengths away in third but Rob, it's, uh, it's nice to see too um, this cutest, the cutest registered horses uh, there was five out of the six runners there on Saturday and uh, the numbers are just it's going up and up and up. Yeah, finally, the understanding is there with uh, Curtis. And when you start owning those fillies too, Watsy, you get that extra bonus on top that makes it uh, much better. And I reckon there was a smile on Robbie Farr's face after that win. But this stable of Tony Schofield's going extremely well, isn't it? And uh, had another winner on the day in the ratings band 0 to 50. Yeah, and so impressive was the horse, and it couldn't have been any more impressive for Tony uh, Schofield out of Barcald. And Jason Misson, um, who's been riding for the Schofield since they come back to Barkey, and uh, he's starting to ride plenty of winners for that connection. Uh, a good ride by uh, Misson. He sat again off the pace, uh, set by Odessa, uh, came to the middle of the track and came right away to win easily by three and a quarter lengths over Rose there, who was a funny sort of a run at it. Uh, as it turned down the back with about 600 to go, lost its position but uh, and didn't find its feet till the home straight and came again to run second. Odessa was a good run for Greg Pegg and Tess Townsend, uh, beaten three and three-quarter lengths. Hot Chocolate really loomed up as well. Uh, it ran fourth. It'll be interesting to see where Charlie takes Hot Chocolate, but so impressive, uh, one to follow there for the meeting. It's uh, great to see the Meat Ant Cup back on the uh, the calendar. I know there's, there was a washout one year just before the actual race, and, of course, with COVID, uh, the um, situation there of not racing, it was just fantastic to uh, to see the uh, crowd there. I just couldn't believe uh, that uh, Gary Gearin's 50. What's he? Happy birthday yep. to you, Gary. Happy 50th. I thought he was only early 40s, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, great, great story out of the day. He was, he was all smiles, that's for sure, after race two. Oh, the top jockey. And uh, where, do you, where are you off to next? Uh, Anzac Day, Cunnamulla, uh, next Monday. So another big trip down south. But uh, looking forward to uh, calling my first Anzac Day races there. Um, expecting some big nominations and uh, good jockey numbers heading to uh, Cunnamulla next Monday. Great to have you on again. And those nominations, of course, uh, closing off very shortly. We'll see them come up on uh, the Racing Australia uh, site. What's he? Great calling down at Augustella. And uh, I knew you on air this morning at 4LG, home safely. It's it's a bit of a long drive, uh, drive, but after a good race meeting, it goes pretty quickly. Yeah, it goes pretty quickly. A good, a good feed at Tambo halfway and uh, home by 9.30. No, walk in the park. <laughs> Great to have you with us, Watsy, and we'll uh, probably grab you back next week to uh, look at uh, what happens uh, Anzac Day at Kanamala. Enjoy. Thanks, lads. Andrew Watts there looking back at what happened on the weekend, uh, in fact, also known as yesterday. With uh, It's very easy, Rob, to get lost from one day to the next with uh, everything that's been going on with such a, a, a variety of days off here, there and everywhere and travelling around the countryside and doing this and that over the Easter weekend. But great to be able to look back at what happened there at uh, Augathella for Meat and Cup Day yesterday. They had a big day at Pioneer Park at Emerald on Saturday.
going towards the bend and Prunder got two lengths in front now. You Bet I Do is now tracking up along the inside to give chase to this leader and they're followed by the fringe who's last of the three onto the bend and they've got 2.50 to go. Prunder will straighten up a length and a half clear. You Bet I Do is trying hard in second spot but Prunder's got a kick as they go down past the 150. Prunder's got a kick and it kicks strongly. You Bet I Do is trying hard. Then the fringe but it's going away for Prunder. Wins by four lengths. You bet I do second in the fringe last of the three. Might have only been a field of three, but it was still an exciting race, the Pioneer Park Class B over the mile there on Easter Saturday. Uh, Rob Prunder bringing up the uh, Quinella for uh, local legend and trainer Glenda Bell, and what a day for the Bell Stable. Oh, Glenda, the Queen of Pioneer Park, four winners. Well, the whole story is about uh, Glenda Bell and her four winners and, of course, Talia Fenland sharing that with the treble and Chris MacGyver a double. But Scotty Power, as we heard in the call, he, he's old enough now to remember that there was a... Uh, a bit better prunder going around. This horse has been through a few stables now with Glenda Bell. Gee, Scotty, I, I know you can remember back to the 60s or you've heard of it, but uh, there was a really good horse called Prunder went around in Queensland, and this fellow's not quite the same uh, record, as so as to speak, yet. But uh, a good win to uh, wrap up Glenda's fourth for the day. Yeah, no, it was great to see him win. It was the first start for the stable. Um, we just got a syndicate together and just purchased him recently, Prunder, and uh, he'd been racing against much stronger company, and raced over a bit of ground and as you said mate he's nowhere near like the the creaker back in the 60s is he Prunder? but um no talia rated him uh, to perfection and uh the more fancied runner um you bet i do the other stable runner in the race uh, just failed to um, sort of make that ground up but there wasn't a much place in the race so that didn't suit him whatsoever but yeah no it was great to see Prunder win the last and and as i said talia a winning treble um and blender the full winners for the day a uh, tremendous effort and it was a special you know memory occasion as well that day it's um yeah it was sort of uh, emotional but very good to get that last winner yeah i think you'd buy prunder or buy into prunder just on the name alone when you knew, knew the original one but take us through the connection there with glenda and talia with those wins and of course chris mckiver joined in with a win as well for Artie glenda as you refer to her yeah mate the first event was uh taken out by our still my girl and that was uh, the first leg of the the full winners for glenda and the first leg of the treble for talia now our Stormy Girls raced by the Stuart Park Stud Syndicate, managed by Linnell Coyne. And, and our Stormy Girl was a, a pretty handy two-year-old, but it had a lot of problems, mate. It had a bad leg injury. It had a, a bad virus. Um, and it was a very emotional win because the, the Coyne family were there on course to witness our Stormy Girl uh, jump straight to the front and be too good for them. Uh, as I said, ridden by Talia and, and trained by Glenda. Defeated Van Me for Ash Butler and Raymond Williams. And finishing in third spot was Tata Chilla for Adam Sewell and Darby Amos. Uh, yeah, no, a good window open proceedings uh, on Easter Saturday. The second to go, um, that was the the benchmark 60. That was over the 1,000 metres. And, and all native came back from the 1,200 metres to the 1,000 metres. And uh, with the sting out of the ground um, on Saturday, uh, all native was able to get a good track in behind the speed set by Hailers, Terry and Lieutenant in the early middle part of the race. And Chris McIver got it to the outside, all native, and slowly but surely wore down the margin and was too good for Lieutenant uh, for Talia Fenlon. And Wanda, uh, now keep an eye on Wanda because I know it was only a 1,000 metres at Emerald in a benchmark 50 trained by James Wanless, but uh, Shane Nilsson uh, had it back, uh, you know, well and truly back off the, off the speed and Wanda was able to make ground late and finished in third spot, only a length and a half from the winner. So, yeah, watch it for a bit further, Wanda. Now, the third event on the card, that was the cutest maiden plate, only the three runners again. And, and gee, it was good to see this uh, horse win in Mexico for the connections. Uh, great syndicate of owners and trained by Ross Fague of Bluff. 
uh, ridden by Chris McIver that racked up Chris's second leg of a winning double. And, and Nick Sicker got the full complement of cutest money. He was too good for Goody Goody, uh, for Talia Fenland and Brendan Richardson. And Brendan also trained the other runner, number one moment to conquer. Adam Thule uh, rode that horse to finish in third spot. Yeah, but Nick Sicko uh, won fairly easily. Um, four lengths, I think, was a winning margin. And I think there's a couple of more wins in store there. So that was very good to see. The fourth event, that was the benchmark 55 handicap over the 1280. Well, I am bold. It had a good run in front. Butler gave it every possible chance. That was a joint favourite with Carino. But Carino, who came back from the mile last week at Emerald, uh, at Rockhampton, sorry, in the, the Country Cup at, at the sales weekend race, uh, was freshened up and freshened up nicely by Glenda. And, and Talia rated it to perfection was able to settle off the speed and came to the outside to join in with Have a Shout and they settled down to fight it out when they got the better of Iron Bolt with Carino going home by far the better. To give Talia the, the third leg of the... Uh, second leg of the double, sorry. Uh, a second leg of the treble and Glenda, of course, three winners. Defeating uh, Have a Shout with Chris McIver and James Bonnellis and Iron Bolt, Ash Butler and Raymond Williams winding up in the third spot. And as I said, we went through the last, which was won by Prunder and... Yeah, great to share the ownership with James Wallace, Glenda and Guy Bell, and, and Talia rated it to perfection in front. Um, got away with um, some pretty good sectionals um, over the back straight and was able to kick it away when they got past the 600 metres and was too good for you, bet I do. And the fringe which wrapped up a good day's racing at Pioneer Park. Disappointing the small fields, Robbie and um, Tone. We have spoke about that before. I just don't understand why there were so many meetings on the one day. I know it is Easter Saturday, but... I think we've got to take things into perspective, mate, with um, this day and age, with the same pool of jockeys and horses coming from the similar areas and possibly even race on a Sunday or even one or two meetings on a good Friday. Mm. It looks like that's the, the sort of direction that things have to go, and that's what we were saying last week. Even something like uh, Paul Hamlin was working behind the scenes to see if perhaps Flinton could have started earlier, Roma could have run later, and the jockeys could have travelled between the two. It's not going to work everywhere because the geography doesn't help with Queensland being such a big state, but... You're right, Scott. Uh, it's something we have touched on uh, quite regularly, not just today on the show. Uh, to have eight meetings on on the one day, it's still a miracle to be able to get eight meetings in some half-decent fields all racing on the same day across the state this big when there wasn't really a lot of racing in the north of the state. Uh, a heck of a lot around uh, central Queensland, central west, out in the southwest and the southeast and that sort of thing. That's just something that's going to have to be worked on in programming ahead. Yeah, on a positive but saying it was good to see the meetings that did go ahead with those small fields because... Uh, previously, we have seen with the lack of numbers that the, some of the meetings have um, been abandoned due to that. But no, a big thanks to Racing Queensland for allowing those meetings to go ahead to um, help with the festivities with that Easter weekend. And, you know, it was great to see, um, you know, with the Sunflower Festival up there in Emerald, it does conclude at Pioneer Park, which is why they did start the meeting early at 12.10, just to keep the people around uh, to witness the racing. And then, of course, they had the radio action on the Saturday night. Great calling, as always, by you at uh, Pioneer Park and great results for uh, Glenda Bell. Good to see with not the first time she's done four winners, uh, Scotty, and it won't be the last. Thanks, Robbie. Thanks, Tony. Good morning, everyone. Good on you, Scott. Scott Power reporting in there from Emerald on the weekend. Rob, I was curious, and I've just had a look at Prunder, uh, the original, uh, by Pan 2 out of the mock Boxilla. Uh, his name supposedly was derived from the Aboriginal word meaning big fella. He was a large horse. Uh, he won 31 times in 120 starts. For prize money of about 80000 which back in the early 1960s would have been an absolute fortune. Uh, ran second to Malala in the 1963 Stradbroke. He ran third in the 1962 Queensland Derby. He won the 1966 Ipswich Cup. As uh, as we mentioned, he was a great creaker. Uh, won the Albion Park 2000. 
Uh, he won races like the uh, the Summer Cup, the Durman Stakes, the Tats President's Cup, the Durman Cup, the Autumn Stakes twice, the Ross Stakes. Uh, and an interesting sidelight, uh, Prunder was allegedly blind in one eye after an yeah, accident yeah, with a tree he, branch. I was going to say, blind in one eye. I thought it had only one eye, but it's not. He was blind in one eye. But uh, he had one of those names too, because I, I followed him. Danny, I'm getting, giving away the age again. <laughs> but he had one of those names that attracted you to him, and, and he's... he's Performances at the creek were amazing. So what a what a great... You sort of think that name should be a little bit protected, but uh, great to see Prunder get the win at Emerald. Yeah, yeah, in those uh, famous bell purple colours there at Pioneer Park on the weekend. We're in the home straight on Bushbeat and still plenty of territory to cover as we roll through some of the results from the Big Easter weekend and we've got a host of replay action to bring you as well. Let's go to Bar Calden on Saturday. They come to the home turn, surprise selection, trying to lead all the way over Bolt, going comfortably in second. Portabelle urged to pick up the bit and travel, and Sizzle Sun's got itself into the race just behind them. Bolt in the centre, surprise selection fights back as it does. On the outside, Portabelle, Sizzle Sun's trying to get through and go and take the gap. Portabelle down the outside, Bolt, Sizzle Sun switches back to the inside. Bolt has a narrow lead. Can he repeat the win at Birdsville? Driven hard by Brummel. Bolt, Sizzle Sun drive sizzle sun i think sizzle sun has maybe got up in the line but a photo finish sizzle sun bolt bolt sizzle sun the last stride portabelle just uh... i think everybody rob thought sizzle sun had taken out the happy easter every bunny benchmark 60 at bar Calden on saturday but the judge was able to find enough for bolt on the uh, the outside yeah, the judges behind me, myself, everyone thought that uh, Sizzle Sun, and I tell you what, he was unlucky not to win because he couldn't get the run down the centre of the track between uh, the two runners, switched back to the inside, got through, and it probably just teaches you always favour that outside a little bit, Tony. But that wasn't the real story about getting it wrong. The real story was Kelly Monkton, trainer from uh, Warwick, and her team of owners had trekked all the way from uh, Warwick to Birdsville with Bolt and took the benchmark six, uh, 55 on the Monday. Uh, and this daunting lad, seven-year-old, he's tough. He's got the record at 1,600. He came back via Bar Calden, the owners with them, and they had a wonderful time with that result. And the cheer went up as soon as the judge's number came down. It was fantastic to see. And they hang around the enclosure for about half an hour afterwards getting the photos. Uh, it was just good to see the story come to fruition that Bolt, who they, uh, Kelly had only had for three starts, she bought out a Canamble, had a start at Ipswich, a win at Birdsville, a win at Bar Calden, and I reckon the trip home was well and truly paid for and covered and very happy owners. Are the sort of stories you want to see coming out of racing some days, Tony? It... It also gave Timmy Brummel the end of his uh, treble for the afternoon. It's successive races, two of them for Boy Foster earlier on. Good old Zukaz took the open handicap over the 1,000 metres, defeating last start winner Heavens High and uh, up-and-coming horse strike point first up from a spell. Uh, Timmy was super confident in the straight, looking over his shoulder about four times, and uh, he won easing down by 3.25. And Desley Forster on track to assist uh, with the team. Great to catch up with Desley. She was back at the trials, I know, in, in Brisbane this morning uh, for Apache Chase but she was there and she did mention after Zucas's win well there might be another one and there was one Capilano for Timmy Brummel and Boy Foster the super one four year old mare that uh, basically you wind up to one pace and keep it going and it's hard to run down to prove that way defeating she made me do it in my fixation but good on you Timmy Brummel three in a row to finish the day after the day had commenced with David Rewald training and riding and no refund and this one had sat with the leaders kicked away in the straight to defeat Purple Trumpet and Music Award. And odds on favourite Grand Palazzo. We mentioned Tony Schofield with a winner out of Augustello. Well, 
Odds on, $1.30, and it got there on the line by uh, head, I think it was, over. Really, really good, and prized artist in the maiden, but 1,000 metres, I think, is a little bit too short for this all-too-hard mare, and will improve as the distances go on. The important thing, it was very tough through the line, and it stuck the neck out when it counted. Uh, but Kelly Moncton and the team from Warwick, it was great to catch up with you at Bar Calden and fantastic to see the results come to fruition uh, after the big trip to Birdsville. But there was also racing in the northwest, Tony, where that Bullier meeting uh, got through again. And, of course, the Bullier Cup was the feature on the program. 400 to go now. Oh, the piano starting to get on the back. Miss Flawless starting to slow down and Fafa starting to reel her in now. Miss Flawless in front. Fafa coming at her. Miss Flawless in front. And she's still got about seven lengths clear. But here comes Fafa. Miss Flawless in front. Fafa gathering her in. Miss Flawless in front. Here comes Fafa, Miss Flawless in front, here comes Fafa, but she's far, far away, and Miss Flawless has stolen it. Miss Flawless steals the Bullier Cup from Fafa, and then at the tail was a Snippy Strategic. Yes, a bold ride by Keith Ballard. Uh, got out in front and stayed in front of the Toby Harris Memorial Bullier Cup on Easter Saturday for trainer Tanya Parry, who quinnelled the race with Miss Far with uh, Miss Flawless winning from Far Far, and the Kerry co-trained uh, Snippy Strategic ran third, Rob, but it was a, a bit of a day out for uh, for Tanya, as a lot of these meetings in the Northwest are. Yeah, Tanya Parry numbers uh, held the meeting up again with the smallish fields and the number of jockeys, but uh, Miss Flawless had come off a second at Maxwellton last week, so great to see Tanya get the... Uh, the um, the result there, and of course that that gets her into second place on the trainers' premiership with 34 wins, equal with Billy Johnson, just trailing Todd Austin on 37. As I said, Tanya had a, a treble that winner with uh, Keith Ballard, but great to see Terry Hill continuing on in great form with uh, Tanya and the team. Had race to race double with Buddha. The doomsday three-year-old gelding taking the cutest money in the maiden over Isis Turbo and the appointed time. And then the, the following race, Tanya had the trifecta as she uh, had a Quinella in the previous one. She had a trifecta with Lord Greystroke defeating Flash Ombre and Injustice. And that was in the benchmark 65. So Tanya had the, the three winners that were wrapped up with Miss Flawless. Uh, Keith Ballard, you mentioned having that winning ride. Well, Dan had a double with his mum, Denise. First here with Wicked Willie in the benchmark 50 over the 1,000 metres. It was first up since November. Great training effort defeating Rocket Head for Tanya Parry and Bell's Desire for Tanya Parry. And Spotted Wonder. This one had raced at Bar Calden last year and was first up since uh, Mount Isa win in November. A top echelon for Denise Ballard and Dan Ballard over Liz's Delight and Girl on top. But it certainly was Tanya Parry's day out, Terry Hill a double, Denise and Dan Ballard also a double on the day. Inus Lee, great to see that meeting back up and running up there and it had a good five-event program. Again, those numbers suffering across the state and just running through it, it was a shared meeting in terms of results. Athel Ryan with Do It for Viv and Frankie Edwards riding the Carrara five-year-old first up since November to take the benchmark 50 over B Famous and Rayano. Fujiato for Rene, uh, Rene Schultz, uh, Shalens and uh, Masayuki Abe, the super easy five-year-old gelding third run for the prep, defeating Denny's ruler for Alex Malif and uh, Arawello. Uh, that was in the uh, bracelet benchmark 65 handicap. Jim Fogarty took the cutest money. Great to see the cutest money went off across the board in this uh, particular race. Well charred, a sizzling three-year-old well-named, came off at Townsville third and odds-on favourite defeating Shrek. And uh, Princess Glee, cutest money, as I said, going off. 
then the uh, Magic Million Stayers, uh, the first of this series, the Far North Queensland up-and-coming stayers. Um, Light Me Up Jerry, uh, which was scratched from the pre- from the following race, a dual acceptor. It took the win for Alex Malief and Stephen Wilson over Love Flyers and Significant Rule, and unfortunately that field down to a field of three. But this was a spill the beans. They're getting out in journey and getting plenty of wins, but uh, it takes some points in that stayers series. And Janelle Ryan had the win in the Inersley Cup over the 1620 with poetic attacks uh, for Scott Sheargold defeating Love on Sunday and strike a bow. But just really pleasing to see Inersley back. And that Magic Million series are well and truly underway. Just to give you another job, Tony, of keeping tabs on that one. Yeah, at least when there's only the first leg of it, I can. Yeah, it's easy to see <laughs> who the points tally is going to be. But yes, that's another series that we'll be following very closely. We have plenty of cups going around the countryside on Easter Saturday. Here's the Flinton Cup. As they come up towards the turn, the tenor straightens up in front, but he's as flat as a lizard drinking. He's about a length in front now. Mossini giving his head on the outside is coming out after him. The tenor in front. Mossini trying stride by stride. The tenor in front. He's hanging on. And the tenor goes from Barry to Box to take the Flinton Cup. He beats Mossini. Arthur in charge third. And Brian each gets appearance money for going around to the tail of the field in the 2022 Kerwex Flinton Cup. Yes, the tenor for Paul Randall and John Dan taking out the Kerwigs Earthworks Flinton Cup, flat out like a lizard drinking one of Brett Murdy's best. Ah, <laughs> oh, don't you just love Brett's calls and the and the lines? He can no one else can repeat them. I can assure you. <laughs> Fantastic, Brett, to hear the. Uh... Your call there with the tenor, and that's a good win over Mossini that's been showing a lot of potential in that area as well. So, uh, John Dan uh, and Paul Randall, congratulations on the Flinton Cup win. Uh, Vic Heading got a win with Murray Crawford going out and getting a win on Point the Wagon. Unplaced at Doom, and at its last run, took the benchmark 45 over Roots and Rocks and Miss Cruzy. Kingstar Ember for Brenton Andrew and Billy Rose Andrew. Uh, the combination there with I, I Am Invincible Mayor over Learning Curve and Hard Enough in the Benchmark 60. That's a strong win as well as odds-on favourite. And again, great to see this cutest money went off. The Crow Man for Matt Crop and Rhiannon Payne, a, poetic, a Poet's Voice winner, first up since July 21 over Our Irish Emperor. And uh, Zara Giggy, the cutest money across the board there. We mentioned the Tanner, and of course, I'm Jacko, took the final event on the program uh, with provincial form of ladies, a 10-year-old by Zaim, but I'm Jacko for Glenn Peterson and Rhiannon Payne, defeated Persian King and Sea Echo. And I'm probably going to upset your replay here, Tony, but seeing we mentioned that Flinton is only a uh, two-and-a-half-hour drive from Roma, it was great to see uh, the Roma meeting go ahead, of course, on the uh, the weekend and uh, some good numbers in the races there at Roma. Yeah, they had a big crowd as well as part of the Easter in the Country Festival. And as I mentioned earlier, great to see Anna Bacos back winning at uh, Orgathella on Easter Monday after her fall at Roma on Roma Cup Day. And wonderful to see also Soraya Champkin back in the winner's circle at Roma after having her injuries there on Roma Cup Day last year as well. In the straight, like a special, heads them up for home. Angry on the outside. Outside challenging and Bartos coming again over on the inside. A good finish coming up, but Bartos, Soraya Champkin gets the money. Good win for her. Like a special second, followed then by Hangry for third. Island all just behind the place getters. Then the like Soraya was able to take out uh, the first two races there at Bassett Park at Rover on the weekend, Rob. And just like Anna, it was the first race of the day that Bartos got the win, and she backed it up with that win for Pat Richardson for Rodian Bull, or Rodian Bull, placed three of its last four, the ballpoint three-year-old, uh, defeating Stays on tour 
and real drama. But we mentioned uh, Gary Gearin turning 50 at Augustella. Well, the birthday party came early because he had a race to race double at Roma on the Saturday in the open plate. VJ Day, there's your country uh, country stampede winner. Uh, bounce back, of course. This is his second up run. I'm pretty sure since the spell, two wins for two starts in Suspel. Over no, Tycoon Thunder now with Matt Crop. And there's a good form line there because he comes from the far north, Tycoon Thunder. And uh, he was eligible for the final. And he, he gave a, a good race there with VJ Day. So follow that form. And Shai Jin in for third. And then Pat and Gary combined with Coat of Arms. This was impressive. Four-length winner over Salazar for the I Am Invincible four-year-old. And Blackstream into third. And then Wayne, Be- uh, Wayne Baker and Olivia Webb. Uh, combined with uh, Zabcan over Gonzo and Jerry Zander, again in a smallish field over the 1640. But Gary Gearan gets the double. Soraya Champion back in the saddle, back with a winner for Rebecca Kerwin with Bartos. And, of course, there was a meeting, and uh, it featured heavily at Nanango with the uh, Richardson combination, Glenn and Hannah, uh, with their double for the day um, out of Nanango. As they come to the corner, 200 metres to go and suffices, broken clear. It gets about two and a half to three in front of Raku's secret. Striking Princess is running on strongly on the outside, but it's going strongly suffice. On the outside, Striking Princess is gaining ground. It's coming quickly over on the inside. Suffice is just in front. It got there. Three parts of a length suffice over the fast-finishing Striking Princess. I think Raku's pr- secret... Suffice taking out the uh, Purses Buses benchmark 60. That was the second leg of the double for Glenn, and uh, it was the uh, second of the treble for Hannah because she was able to win on the uh, the last race for Crystal Johnson. Oh, she certainly did. Sorry, Hannah. I only gave you two wins, uh, of course, with Glenn. And uh, that was a good win by Suffice, second up since August last year. But they previously had the the previous race, the maiden plate with Informa. Um, it's been in the money recently. A Schwazir four-year-old mare defeating Calathiel and Kuick. And as you said, uh, Craigley Bandit, good to see this galloper get another win over the 1600 for Crystal Johnson. It's starting to enjoy its racing around those journeys, defeating Take the Lead and uh, Hold All Tickets. And earlier in the day, we talk about comebacks and people who have uh, come back from injury. Well, Melissa Cox uh, has come back from, an well, been back a little while, but uh, got a good win for Grant Arnold. Great to see Melissa. I can remember her coming out to Longreach many years ago to help with uh, numbers and, and jockeys at meetings. So great to see Melissa back in the winner's circle with DJC defeating Bona D and Vizone in the cutest maiden plate. And the other winner on the day uh, was for Stephanie Sixtus and Isabella Tay. Uh, Lively Lass, a Danerich six-year-old mare that defeated Curry Connection and La Belle, La Belle. But uh, Hannah Richardson, not long back after a bit of an injury herself. Great to see you get the treble there at Nanango on the weekend. What a week we had. What a weekend. And considering that was only Saturday and Monday, we haven't even touched on some of the uh, the tab meetings that happened through the week. Mackay on Tuesday, Justin Stanley had a double. Ryan Wiggins with a double at Townsville Thursday. Uh, speaking of doubles, they had the tab meeting yesterday. Chris Attar with a training double. Bonnie Thompson with a riding double. And Easter Saturday at Gatton, it was Laidley Cup Day. Glenn Ord winning the Laidley Cup for Wendy Peel and Diane Murphy. And uh, Montana Philpot and Nathan Thomas riding doubles. That's uh, a quick wrap-up of what happened over the week. What a week it was. 
It certainly was, and that I mentioned the trainers premiership, well the jockey premiership starting to clutter up near the top, but Rick McMahon after that Birdsville, uh, a lot of wins out on 34 over Jeff Felix with 29, Brooke Richardson 26 and Dan Ballard with 26 There's a real clutter of uh, jockeys there earning uh, the winning points there in that premiership and there'll be more of that this weekend uh, and we come back next week on Bush Beach, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au uh, if you've got any great stories coming out or any of the solutions that help anything to do with country racing just give us a call or email me and be back next week uh, of course with the Anzac Day meetings the feature of next weekend Tony. Yeah great uh, weekend coming up following on from the uh, tab meetings Thursday at Rockhampton and Friday at Cairns. Dolby Amateur Picnics are on on Saturday for Amateur's Cup Day. That has full uh, tab radio tab and sky coverage uh, the Dirt and Dust Festival at Julia Creek featuring the Artesian Express on Saturday. Longreach RSL Diggers Cup Day for the Longreach Jockey Club. Also the racing at Yapoon. And then Anzac Day, as we touched on with Watsi, Cunnamulla and District Diggers Race Club. And the South Burnett Race Club at Wanda is the next leg of the Burnett to the Beach Series coming along. So not as much to cover next week, but still plenty of good racing coming up this weekend. And again, because of the ability to get the uh, race coverage and vision, uh, be able to hear the uh, race calls coming through next week. Tony, I'll leave that all in your cable hands and sign off for this week. Good morning to you. Good morning to listeners. Good on you, Rob. Thank you for that. Thank you to uh, Rob Luck, Andrew Watts and Scott Power for joining us on Bushbeat this week. And yes, thank you to Racing Queensland on the Bit Racing Australia with uh, their help in getting us all of the racing coverage there. Wonderful to be able to feature all of those replays over the weekend. Have a great week and enjoy your racing on the weekend. And we'll be back next Tuesday to do it all once again with Bushbeat here on Radio Tab.